Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Here's a name you know, and you know him because I interview him about once every three months. But I have not spoken to either one of these fellas since the first Free the Narrative. And now we got Free the Narrative 2 coming up October 2nd. You can pre-order it at FreeTheNarrative.com. We got JC and we got EC3. How y'all doing? Hello, Sean. Very busy, but good. Very busy. It does seem yes. like you're very busy. Yeah. I don't just hear stuff about EC3 now. I hear stuff about JC doing. Oh, oh really? Finally. Yeah. yeah. His whole purpose was to get over. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, uh, preferably, we would have loved to have you uh, cut to review sure. and talk about. But we're still making it. We're still oh, making it. You're still it, yeah. making it. My gosh. Yeah, yeah, we're just we're at the bells and whistles stages and fine just tuning fine tuning our, you yes, know. I mean, yeah. it's going to be perfect. So yeah. when did production start on the second one, if you don't mind telling under us? Undeclosed date we will not mention. <laughs> the idea started the day before the formerly known as Braun Strowman, a.k.a. Adam Scherer, was released from the WWE. Yeah. The discussions of this took place serendipitously, synchronized almost. So ironically, we're, we were sitting in this very room talking about life, talking about business, and he was mentioning how... When he watched Free the Narrative 1, it was the first time he's watched a wrestling product from beginning to end and was kind of infatuated, right? Yes. He said he couldn't sleep at night. He was so creatively uh, driven. And then he just started flowing ideas about if this ever happened, what I would do in it, this and that. And if I ever had the chance to be myself, here's who I would become. And it was all just it was heartwarming, and especially considering the size and strength of this man, to see him have uh, true emotions and reality. We're pretty taken aback, and then the next day, he was released. Yeah. Would would you say that you being creative is a curse because you went to pitch 
stuff about yourself. You filmed vignettes and then you got released. Yeah. And then you have this yeah. conversation with Adam Shear and he gets released. Yeah. Am I getting fired for my job? We were, we were filming something with him too. Yeah. yeah. Like we were filming some stuff for his, uh, his acting career the okay. night beforehand too. So he was, he was, and it was one of those things where he was so busy. We didn't see him in a few months. And yeah. when we started throwing ideas back and forth, I was just like, okay, cool. In a year and a half, your contract's up. We can start working towards those ideas in a year yeah. and a half. And then the next day he's, he's ours. And we had to rush us, rush this into production. And yeah, very much, but no, it's weird too. Cause you mentioned, I don't know, Sean, what are your esoteric beliefs on everything happening for a reason? What I've noticed ever since the release and the creation of this whole essential character to EC3, this whole transformation of going through, not only as a character, but as a real man, the universe has been putting things into place in very ironic ways from the people that we surround ourselves with to the people that have left my life to the people that have come back. Everything has just happened so like synchronized. It's, it's very intriguing. So it's almost like this is what's supposed to happen. Yeah, I, I believe the same thing. I think everything falls in place for a reason. And you, every, every failure, everything that, that, that's hard on you is so you can be better when you get those opportunities. And that's where we're at right now. So as, you, message we yeah. Yeah. as you're having that conversation with, with Adam, does he have any clue this is coming? Because I actually I heard about his release incoming the day before he was released. But it was so far fetched. I was like, "Get out of here! That ain't happening." He said it the, said it the same way too. Like, you know, maybe implications, but not def- definitives. It was kind of. It, it was a, a tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous. Yeah, tumultuous. Yeah. It was a rocky. Thank you. It yeah. was in a rocky period at the time, and then you know, with everything that was taking place, it was not beyond the realm of possibility. But as you said, it was still shocking. What do you think that this free the narrative will do for him? Because quite frankly, we, we've seen a shift in Matt Cardona, who mm-hmm. you faced. We saw a shift in Moose, who you faced. It wasn't at free the narrative, but uh, very similarly, we saw categorical shifts in these people after they faced you. And uh, that seemed to be the goal for you personally, more than pinning somebody's shoulders to the mat for three was to show them what they were capable of after maybe a period where they they didn't live up to their, to their potential. Yeah, I personally got so much out of my release and being able to create on my own and incorporate people to help me create something new. Like, it was cathartic. It was emotional. It was, not, it was beyond being a wrestling character in which you portray on television or on the internet. It was very real to me. And then what I got out of that put me in such a better place that I wanted to bring that to other people. And then Moose was a testing ground. We used Impact 4, but we also used him initially in our thing. And then with Matt, Matt was a perfect opportunity, and he took that shift. And BB, uh, He became a king. He became a <laughs> deathmatch king. Yeah. But it's just how it worked out, ironically. And then with Adam, too, uh, creating the narrative, control your narrative, I always say, is to tell your story. And that's one thing as performers, no matter the, quote, creative freedom you have in whichever company you work for, you don't truly have creative freedom. But we want to create a place where these talents can express themselves to the full potential that they want to and they believe they should. So to have a a name like that be attached to it and volunteer to do it, this guy could have shown up in any corporate wrestling. He could have walked out to a huge reaction, kicked everybody's ass, got a huge amount of buzz and then you know like everything it would 
becomes status quo and normal. So kudos to Adam for being so bold and so brave to take such a giant risk and a giant chance to have this be the very first thing he does in the rest of the world before he makes any decisions and on where his career is going. He, um, and I'm still going to kick his ass. He, he definitely came into the situation uh, at an emotional low point. So when you ask what we're going to see out of him is we're actually like in free the narrative. We guarantee you that we kill the monster inside of him. We kill the monster. He's always been. And within that, hopefully you'll see a Titan rise. And that's what, that's what one, that's what we can definitely guarantee. And definitely the man he can become. Yes. I mean, I think that in 2017, when he was launched, he was throwing Roman reigns off of loading docks and stuff. Everybody saw that he could be, a special guy, but even we said on our show, we're like, it's a matter of time before he's on there going, Cricket Wireless is the nation's leading wireless network. <laughs> like, we knew it was going to happen. Like, yeah. Well, he's building a giant house in Wisconsin based on things like Cricket Wireless. So <laughs> I don't know if he ever did that, but I mean, we, we could see it coming. We knew that yeah. before too long, it wouldn't be what made him popular. And within months, he was teaming with a 10 year old son of a referee on the biggest stage of them all. And I mean, you know what he did, he did well with those things, but also it, there is a sort of stick with what brings you to the dance, but still evolve thing. And I think that was more on the company he worked for than the man himself. Uh, Where, where do you all stand on that? It's hard to, I don't know, develop the reality and depth of somebody when something is just working and it's easy to plug in. So, uh, JC, what was that thing you said to Adam about being Hulk Hogan in blue trunks? Yeah, I would, I would always say, uh, this, is, this is during the Braun Strowman days, is that I always said that his, his maturity level and where he is as a professional, he was always just Hulk Hogan in the blue trunks. He, didn't get the, he hasn't yeah. made it to yellow trunks yet. He might have been champion uh, you know, over the last year and everything, but I still think that we're, we're still going to see the yellow trunks version of him in the next couple of years, it actually probably out of this experience, you know what I mean? It takes a lot of maturity to uh, grow into. And that's where I think he's going to end up. I love yeah, the, he was blue, love he was blue trunks the whole time. I love Yeah. Yeah. He was blue trunks. Yeah. Um, so when, when free the narrative one happened, I got a message and it was like, what do you think of it? And I said, it's different. And I think uh, that, I think that you thought that I meant that it was dog shit. And I didn't no. mean that. No. <laughs> I, I was, it's one of those things where I've watched so much wrestling for so long. I have, like, I'm conditioned like so many other viewers. And as yeah. you watch it, you're like, this is different. And this is good different. This is a, a fresh approach. It's something that as somebody who likes movies and who doesn't, somebody who mm-hmm. likes TV, somebody who likes drama, somebody who likes to learn about how and why things are happening. Uh, if, if I like to learn how and why things happen like I'm always asking about contracts. I'm asking about this. I'm asking about that. I want to learn the how and why on the show as well. I want to learn the motivations of these characters and why they care so much about what they're doing. And I think free the narrative did that. And I think that's it. it, We saw that sort of preface last year with moose. How and why is he doing what he's doing? How and why is EC three doing what he's doing? Why would he care? Well, then we found Mm -hmm. out why he would care. Like when, when you're learning about these people, is there like a vetting process? Are you like, we have to find we, out? We do interview process. We do in, yeah. We do interview processes with everybody. Everybody comes into the print shop, sits down. Uh, it's a big therapy session, you know. Yeah. Uh, and like, you, like I, it's in the, especially in the past two months, the amount of the diff, the the levels of of uh, 
I don't know, uh, talent that have walked through here asking yeah. just, I mean, even if they're not even in the narrative, Hey, let's sit down and talk, you know, let's hash out. It's like, we're not wrestling producers. We're, we're therapists in a way, you know what I mean? And helping them get through the, and, and it happens. Then we get to go capture that in the ring. You know what I mean? A lot of the time, you know, this did become, and it's a great compliment. Like our peers in, in wrestling have found interest in it, you know, maybe before even fans did. And just being able to do that and explore themselves and uh, they ask about it, like, how can I get in? And I'm like, just watch it. See where you fit in. Tell me who you want to be. And like, it's on you and we'll figure it out. We'll, I, I like my, the, ah, I don't know how to say this. Completing, finishing this project. I remember the day, the day it was done, I'm leaving the venue I'm walking out alone, usually my misery, <laughs> slow walk through a downtown by myself. But I left with like a feeling of like accomplishment I haven't had in such a very long time. And just being able to band people together, create together, uh, just put things in motion for people to explore themselves and do something unique, different, push themselves to the limit, portrays the world, their reality. It was, uh, I don't know, transcendent experience. So basically I'm a God. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a certain level of trust that we have that you're not going to find in any other uh, wrestling company. Um, we're, we're not doing this like, you know, it, obviously, you know, this, this is our life. So we'd like to make a living on it, but number one, we're, we're, uh, I we're said, <laughs> number one, I mean, I said, I was, I mean, big, big fightful drop. I was filming Marina Shafir the other day. Oh, um, love that. Yeah, so there is there is some uh, uh, propaganda coming out with her, and I and I'm, I looked her right in the eyes, and I was like, "I'm here just to capture your feelings, your emotion," and she was just like, "Wow!" Like I I never was offered trust before. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, because she's she's going to be the first woman in the narrative, and she's going to fucking kick some ass. <laughs> like I'm so, I was so uh, happy to see that she was continuing because I think yes. a lot of people expected her to just call it a day, and she, she didn't. Yeah. No. When she came in here, too, to talk about, you know, us helping her create her vision, but also the narrative, she was telling us her story of growing up and how she wanted to capture it. And it was just, I was transfixed with it. Yeah. And if you can, my dark, cold, black heart, have it, <laughs> you know, emotionally pump red blood back into me. And she grinched you. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, she I was hitting out every word and just her her story is like the reason this started is because I meet so many interesting and unique people through this industry that you never truly get to know but fans want to know like you said and they want to show and tell it and it's difficult when there's so much else on the line with corporate wrestling and things of that nature so this is a subculture an offshoot supplemental content where they could take this and take themselves forward that's awesome yes so in addition to free the narrative you're doing stuff with roh obviously uh how long how long's your deal how long's your deal there <laughs> i don't know i, I don't know i just I randomly sign papers like i don't know it's like an apple uh downloading a new app i'm just like yeah yeah whatever. so i had posted i'll a, be there for a minute i'm there for a I, I would i had posted a tweet in july when you faced flip gordon because there was a spot that I recognized because I, I adored the stuff you did with Daniel Bryan. I thought that was some of the funniest stuff ever. And there That's was how a, Daniel Bryan became Daniel Bryan. Was yes. that was him? 
first time coming out. Like, And there was a spot where there's a heel hook and there's a series of kicks out of that. Was that a callback or was that just like happy accident? That was a callback. Thank God. And I'm so well, glad I picked up on that. Tested, and then, <laughs> yeah, I love Easter eggs and anything, even if one person got it, you. Like, <laughs> my target demo was met by you, yeah. you alone getting it. But yeah, I mean, another thing with the narrative was why do things happen to these characters over time? I mean, Derek Bateman and EC3 and the Ring of Honor are two completely different things, but the man behind them has been through these experiences, why not call back? And I think fans love when they can recognize characters they've come to know over time yeah. in television and film, and then they call back a Marvel movie. It's a call back to the Iron Man 3, calls back to the first Iron Man. They love picking up on that shit. Mm-hmm. So, And I love, you know, you love doing it because... And we literally that in everything in the new narrative. <laughs> There's that, get this rousing speech in the beginning of Free the Narrative 2 talking about dreams. And there's a saying in not only WWE, but also every corporate wrestling locker room I've been in at times. And it's uh, sad and it's hard to hear. And it's something I didn't want to believe, but a lot of people say it. Nothing matters. Yeah. Nothing matters when what you do one week does leads to the next week, but was forgotten about. Or why are we tag team when a month ago this guy tried to have me executed? And I think fans pick up the disconnect from that. And so they can never fully invest. They're invested, but they're not fully invested because why wouldn't these guys be fighting after he kicked his dad in the head? Why yeah. are they friends now? Like there has to be some sort of iteration of conflict from the past that's unresolved instead of just like, oh, we'll just go do our thing. It doesn't matter. But unfortunately, when you're beaten down long enough, that mentality comes, nothing matters. And I want everything to matter. I agree. So are there any, like, maybe dream names for the narrative that you would like to see pop up? Like, with, for example, I saw you were booked against JTG a few months ago, and I was like, damn, he'd be a fantastic person for that because a lot of people don't even know that he's out there still grinding and doing some really good work out there on the independence. Uh, yeah, not only is he grinding, grinding, but he's better than he's ever been. Yes. You yeah. know? And it's unfortunate people don't know that. There's a litany of names. I think at this point, though – seeking the names i don't want to seek them anymore sure i think after free the narrative too especially with adam's involvement the names are going to seek us and like mm. we say if you want to be in the narrative all you have to do is knock yeah once i, I think once the world sees especially i mean ec3's performance is phenomenal but once you see what the the way adam Shear performs the way he lets it all out in the ring and it's not like like it's uh, this isn't like a you know, we're going to do a hundred million falsies and, and run really fast and all that kind of stuff you see on, on most television shows. This is, this man breaks down, he cries, he literally kills a former version of himself. I think that once the, the uh, other wrestlers see that yeah. and that opportunity, they're just, this going to be like that scene in fight club where can I be next? Um, so we have ideas of people we'd like to free, um, but we're just going to let it kind of just happen organically. Yeah, and I want to you know, free John Cena. Yeah. Steve, Steve Blackman's going to give you a call for more of those Easter eggs. I would love to. Yeah. Offshoot, did I ever tell you the story about when I ran into Steve Blackman in a gym? <laughs> no. Okay, I will. Real fast. That doing that. No, I'm a, in this, I think it's a random Gold's gym outside of uh, Hershey or somewhere. Yeah, he lives, he lives uh, up in that area. Yeah. I was working out with this dude, and 
I'm like, holy shit, is that Steve Blackman? He's like, yeah, he works out here all the time. I'm like, first off, starstruck. And, yeah. you know, I think I'm probably TNA world champion at the time, but I'm starstruck at Steve Blackman. And I'm like, I got to go talk to him. And then I'm going to go talk to him. But I'm like, what if he took the Daniel Bryan NXT jokes in the wrong way and he's been waiting his whole life since then to beat the shit out of me? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because there's always. There's always the story where JBL says, I lost a fight before I even knew I was in one with Steve Blackman because he hit him so many times. So I, I peel off a little bit, still looking out. And I'm like, okay, I got to go talk to him. I got to say hi to Steve Blackman. I got to at least get, get a picture for the, the likes. And I go back into the room he was in, gone. Oh. Like an apparition of the night, <laughs> disappeared into the ether. And I'm forever regretting that. It's probably one of my top seven regrets of my life. So Steve Blackman hit up EC3. Yeah, I mean, I tried to contact him for a brawl for all story. He he was very distant. There was a brief period where he was going to have like a bounty hunter show on the WWE Network, which sounds rad. That sounds help out a dog. Yeah, sounds incredible. Uh, I want to throw some more random questions in there. Who was supposed to win NXT Redemption? Yeah, were you? No, only Redemption. I thought you meant season four. Well, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, there was never a winner, was there? No, and then it kind of deteriorated into a soap opera. Yes. I yeah. think they did it. I think every week they thought it was going to end, and they didn't know. And then <laughs> I, there was never supposed to be a winner, and then it kind of became its offshoot little weirdo brand. And then it became pretty good, yeah. actually. And then, uh, you know, disappeared, and I got fired. So who was supposed to win? Uh, uh, Percy Watson. Percy Watson. <laughs> who, is, who is now uh, at least – winning the game of life on free the narrative we're seeing yeah. we're seeing different things out of him that we had ever seen before like you, you know he's like a professional actor yes and not only that he's yeah. very good yeah he just did a movie with uh tom holland tom holland yeah, yeah it's on apple yeah um so, the what 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 will happen with the uh, oh wait real fast yeah. funny story yeah Percy Watson's filming this movie with Tom Holland in Cleveland, Ohio. So he stayed with my parents for a week. And uh, my niece and nephew started calling him Uncle Percy. And then uh, my dad asked my nephew, Mason, so who's your favorite uncle? EC3 or Percy? And he said, oh, I don't want to answer that. Which means it's Percy! (laughs) Um, what what the uh, unknown hand has given us the opportunity to uh, create opposition to the narrative and, and our, our message. So you see it at the end of the first one, and we just kind of like what you're going to see out of the second uh, out of this one coming out this weekend um, is you're going to get the opportunity that there's a conflict to the perspective of this movement, uh, and and his performance is beautiful. Unreal. It's unreal. You know what I mean? Like He's- he. Yeah, yeah. It's like, basically a failsafe, so <laughs> I could say creatively that everything I say in the narrative. That's not really me. See, it's a character, and I'm full yeah. of shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and we we have the goal of uh, this being a Marvel universe, and like we say all uh, often, narrative X would you know get build to ten of them, um, but being able to build two opposing perspectives of of one message and see how those those things conflict. Uh, but doing it within the the bounds of of reality. So a reminder, yeah, guys. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. No worries. My yeah. interview. <laughs> <laughs> if people are not familiar with the free the narrative concept, and you know, 
I think we talked about this the first time, but the cinematic wrestling totally jumped the shark. This isn't yes. like goofy magical power apparitions appearing, yeah. hokey bullshit. Cinematic wrestling. It's wrestling shot cinematically. So the wrestling I try to portray is very real and true to wrestling as opposed to the shit that just got not funny anymore. Yeah, we give an intimate lens. Like you like you're in you're in the ring with the fighter. Um, you know, everything's intimate and uh very like the the one thing we we talk about often is you still see cameramen, you still see boom mics and stuff. So it's still filmed the wrestling still filmed like a documentary and it's yeah. dangerous. I was in the ring the whole time for this and uh, Matt Taven almost knocked me over a couple of times. I almost had Adam fly into me. It's a dangerous. It's very dangerous to film inside the ring. Weston Blake damn near took your head off. Yeah. Weston yeah, Blake they, almost just take, took my head off. Can we talk about him for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, I was actually going to ask okay. you about that, by the way, guys, a reminder, you can order this at free the narrative.com uh, and we're on fight weekend. TV. So and it's on fight TV and on yeah. fight TV. So uh, Weston Blake is a guy who I interviewed shortly after his release and uh he, he very much didn't seem to know what direction he was going in uh this i think is a very good direction because this will show a lot of people things that they didn't see despite seeing him on screen for years and years and years in wwe yeah. not getting to know him please explain to me how how this came about with weston blake i just i know him very well and uh he's one of those guys this is actually my most exciting and hopefully proudest moment will be if he gets the recognition I believe he deserves. But if you ask anybody that's ever been in a wrestling ring, and especially a wrestling ring with him, they'll say Weston Blake is one of the best. So mm-hmm. fans have a perspective of who's, who's the best wrestler, who's this, this, and this, and they're not wrong. But they don't know how good Weston Blake is. And it's mm-hmm. almost that acquired taste if you ask like a famous rock band, who's your favorite musician, and they name some name you don't really know, then you look them up and you can see just how talented they are. But giving him a forum to recreate himself, show his ability, show a different side of him, show who he truly is. And he's mm-hmm. truly a hardworking family man. He's a man who's, you know, he was promised a job for life just based on the fact of how good he was at making other people look good, but never seen as a star. And why shouldn't he be a star? Because he doesn't talk the right way. He talks fine. He's a great yeah. conversation. Because he doesn't look the right way. The guy's a beast. He's an <laughs> athlete. Uh, just being able to give him the platform to hopefully show the world how talented, how crisp, how proficient, how, what was the word we used? Precision. His precision His is precision insane. Is incredible. Yeah. He's truly one of the best wrestlers in the world. And hopefully free the narrative. When we were editing, I, I was like legit excited, like a wrestling yeah. fan as I'm editing it. Cause I was like, this is this, we're, we're so blessed that he came to us to help free him. Like it's, is insane what he does in the ring. And there's yes. two, a lot of the people that volunteered their time. I call them projects or local independent wrestlers, independent wrestlers from all over the country driving down that I met doing seminars and at different independent shows, I put out an invite and like, show up, you show up. It's awesome. But they're paraded around the ring and they have their match, Weston Blake and John Schuyler. And I talked to the projects. I'm like, what did you see out there? I'm like, we learned so much. Like this is wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like now I understand this, this, and this just by watching a man so talented, so capable work. The entire room popped on the lockup. 
Yeah. Like the whole room. I think Taven was like, did you see that lockup? Like everybody just lost their shit at that lockup. And then it never stopped the whole match. Like it's, it's, it takes you on such a, it's, it's such a great story. And I mean, I, I want to speak this into existence. Weston Blake should be your upper mid card heel on your top company. Yeah. He can hold that intercontinental mid card title and, and, and give you like those classic hard hitting wrestling matches that you, that you, if you're a wrestling fan, you want, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking that into existence. He's the shit. I thought there was a lot of opportunity left on the table with he and Macklin. I think they're both like really good workers. Oh. They're both really tough yeah. guys. Like it would have been very easy for WWE to make a make a team with like an APA style attitude yeah. with those two guys because they're so believable. And I'm really glad to see Weston Blake as a part of this. You mentioned Matt Taven. Now I know last time you had some people from AEW from Impact. Uh, Taven is a fixture in ROH and somebody that they like an awful lot. Did your relationship with ROH kind of help that out? Did you get any any pushback from other companies in trying to have people on this? About 45 minutes? No, that took about 45 (laughs) minutes to seal that deal because uh, the opponent I had in mind for William, also a Ring of Honor talent, but Bill Carr, one of my favorite people in wrestling, and again, another person that if – I'm to die on this narrative sword. I want the world to know how, good how he is. cool and how awesome and how good this guy is. Like he should be big he, boss. He was great last time. Yeah. yeah. It's even better. He's but, even better. Yeah. Uh, his opponents kept falling through and I had a, there was a few tricks up our sleeves and a few pretty good names we had in mind, but Taven was just coming to watch. Cause I've got grown close in the ring of honor and he's curious about the whole project. And uh, when he showed up, I'm like, you want, you want to fight Bill? He's like, <laughs> let me talk to the office real fast. And 45 minutes later, they're scrapping. Yeah. So, and what's cool about that, too, is, again, the universe speaking it into existence. They have a real story. Not only the story that's portrayed in Ring of Honor with Vincent, but they have a real story coming up together. They did kind of split as friends. Friends become foes. Taven's a ghost of Bill's past. Yeah. Arrived in the narrative. It's mm. it, couldn't have worked out more perfect yeah and and he like he he's a that's our semi-main and the way that match ends is 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 brutal like it's it's hard to watch (laughs) it's that's it's on that level like (laughs) so as we start to wrap up the the narrative isn't the only thing that jc's been doing i know you you had a big hand in uh the buddy matthews buddy murphy yes we freed buddy buddy murphy yes uh, yeah, he contacted us uh, for some cinema, and uh, what was great about the situation is that he had such a really good idea of what he wanted, um, and we went back and forth. Like I wrote a treatment, a script. He came back, so it was it was it was it was exactly like doing a full narrative, but it's in his own little universe, and he had such a good. Uh, we were able to use uh, the same actor Josiah uh, as in Malachi's Black video. Uh, and start building a universe here in Orlando of all these different characters. Uh, the photographer in it, uh, Mark, is also in Free the Narrative. He is our uh, our Mark observer. You know what I mean? He's he's our observer. Wink, wink. If you can see where we're going to go with that, um, but it was it gives us the opportunity to uh, tell all these different stories that and and Buddy Matthews isn't in this upcoming narrative, but we created something with him within the character. The music is insanely good. That. If he were to show up 
he is now a, an instant threat that we have everything built already for in, in our universe. And so, you know, free the narrative, all the music is created in-house by our producer, Tom Shafter and JC. Here. Yeah, so, Tom, awesome. Tommy Tanks. Yeah, we're very, very proud of being able to put scores of things. But yeah, yeah, he we, fits right in, especially after what they created together. So I was very yeah. happy to watch this. Yeah, and I, I look forward to doing more with, with uh, Buddy Matthews down the line. It was it was it was a uh, very um interesting situation and i think it was also too like he hit us up he, he never even watched the narrative he just saw all the stuff on his instagram and hit us up so it was one of those things where you know we had the opportunity to produce with someone who kind of was like blind to how we produce yeah. so it was a lot of like really organic things came out but to to harp on the the music and, and the, the style we went where the first narrative was a lot of fun a lot of blues a lot of purples because of matt cardona and the ghostbusters but free the narrative too we had the opportunity to go really dark um, and if you are a fan of uh, the filmmaker David Fincher, you see anything with the girl with the dragon tattoo and obviously Fight Club, which is our biggest influence, our music is going to go a lot more into the uh, Trent Reznor Nine Inch Nails level of, of feelings. Um, you know, we're not uh, interested in, you know, nothing against downstate or anything like that, but I'm not interested in doing uh, music that is wrestling. Um, yeah. We're going to actually take you somewhere with our score. Uh, it is definitely, I, I already put the theme song up on our YouTube. If, if anybody is new to the narrative, go to our control your narrative, YouTube, it is booming with our product. Um, I'm putting Finally up, things, yeah, I'm putting up the full <laughs> library. Collab, you know, link. Yeah. I saw some yeah, really good yeah. numbers on it. Uh, last time I, no, last time I checked. Thanks yeah. Adam. <laughs> so, well, yeah, he, oh, wait till you hear the, the he, theme song. Yeah. The theme song's up there. It's beautiful. Adam's, yeah. Adam, wait till you hear, wait, wait till you hear rise. Yeah. What we like, what, yeah we envisioned that and we were sold out arena how that could play out. What was the the our friend uh, Jared who runs the sound bar No Peace Underground? When I sent him Rise, he's a big metal fan. He goes, I never thought Braun Strowman's theme song could be better, but you guys did it. <laughs> um, so if you take the elements of uh, the Fiend's theme song, you take the elements of Braun Strowman's theme song, and you put it together and reimagine it, and we, now you have Rise, and uh, we'll be available on Spotify. I think by the weekend. That's awesome. So I always break try- it, Jerry. <laughs> I always try to work in a question about her just because it pops me. Has Dixie Carter seen the narrative? I don't know. I would. I don't and know. Would you like her to be in the Absolutely, narrative? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, we got Cause stuff I, for her because I think that would yeah. be rad. I want to. I want to burn the witch. I, <laughs> That's what I pitch. Is I want to burn the witch. <laughs> That's my aunt. You're talking about. No, and two. Before sending out our completed body of work, we did the first one. I wanted a second one because I knew we made about it. Like, it was our first time doing anything of this nature. So mistakes are made. This lighting sucks. We suck at editing here. Like I knew we would grow into the second one. So when I get feedback from the first from people I respect and high levels, I don't want them to point out the things we know. I'd rather be like, here's one and two. Take yeah. a look at it when you have time. And so they could see, okay, the improvement, these guys get this aspect. Now I can break down what I think about these on a different level. So, yeah, I'll send it over to Aunt D, and then, you know, by narrative five, maybe she's officiating my wedding to Maxine. <laughs> so, I mean, like, do you have well, any love, ideas yeah. in your head? Because, I mean, I'm sure that this is the type of thing where almost anybody that you've had somebody something creative or satisfying with, you're probably like, they could do something cool here. They could do something cool here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had... Kurt Angle in black trousers ripping people's ankles off again. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> well, reminder, guys, freethenarrative.com. Uh, hold, on, check- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
I threw an Easter egg in here and didn't mention it. The <laughs> solo cup? <laughs> but, but I went from red, red, to, green. Green. red to green. Yeah. Yes. Evolution. That's yeah. becoming who you're supposed to be. Evolution <laughs> is a mystery. <laughs> Freethenarrative.com. JCEC3. I love talking to you guys. I feel like I do every month because you guys are doing stuff like every month. So, well, yeah. speaking of doing stuff, starting what, Wednesday? Uh-huh, you yes. can help us out with this. Yeah. So starting this upcoming Wednesday, we'll be doing Control Your Narrative Weekly, Ooh. which will be a uh, mixture of a live podcast with myself and EC3. Uh, but then I'm also going to sit down with uh, the uh, characters in the narrative. Uh, I think my first one will be with Adam Shear. And I'm going to be doing sit down like half hour, like real deep psychology of what went into the creative process, the emotion. Uh, we're also going to be uh, we filmed 19 weeks of project narrative. Um, so there will be short, uh, not high end produced, but just more like wrestling match style stuff where we give the projects an opportunity to kind of, uh, see how how they would react cinematically with the the emotions attached to it. Like, Hey, here's not the pressure of going out here and wrestling and the 18th match on an indie show. No, we're going to put the attention on you for five minutes and see what comes out of it. And we got some really great content out of that. Yeah. And again, that's a wide open forum. So any aspiring independent wrestler that finds the narrative inspiring to them. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful so will that be on youtube.com slash control your narrative or will that be a different yes platform? it'll be youtube uh it'll be live on youtube on youtube and twitch on live on wednesdays uh the audio of it will be a podcast that'll drop on fridays and then the edited version of it will be on fight on Fridays, I think is what our plan is. So we're, our, our goal is to get our product as out there as much as possible. I think our biggest pr- issue with the first one was that we don't have a weekly product to sure. compete with. Um, and wrestling is like, you know, you're competing with 18 hours of consistent wrestling being put out every week. How can you stand out above all that stuff? So it's going to be an issue of uh, us having to talk about it a lot more and getting it and, and really just beating people in the face with it. And that's why I'm dragging my feet getting uh, Adam to do your interview because we get him first. <laughs> tell, I mean, tell him that I interviewed him a couple years ago and we talked about his Crocs. 
Do you yeah. know, want to know a funny story? Yeah. yeah. I don't know a real funny story. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, doing the lead up uh, bar scene where I confront him and, you know, light a fire under his ass. And we're doing it. And he's looking at his phone and he goes, who is this idiot? Like, I'm going to answer this question. Like, what's his name? It's like, Sean Ross Sapp. <laughs> Ask me if I'm signing with so-and-so. And I'm like, <laughs> and this is, I think I talked to you that day. I was like, yeah, I'll try to get you hooked up with him. So yeah, we're about like, to say action and he says this and we're just like, no, he's cool. Let me see specifically what I asked him because he uh, like I did. We, we filmed the bar scene literally an hour before he was av- like released. Like, so we're filming that and he says it and we just couldn't stop laughing. Well, hey, that, that gives me a, a timetable of when you filmed it because I asked yeah. him. Hey, Adam, wanted to reach out and see if you had anything to lend to the news that Observer reported that you'll be heading to impact. And, uh, well, I guess, I guess I got my answer there. (laughs) Uh, Shit, Sean, another banger we just put out. Oh my God. And Um, and I did interview him. I interviewed him a couple years before, but it was pretty funny because I was like, Hey, you just re-signed with WWE, but it was very quiet until you re-signed. Were you surprised? And he's like, no, I don't like to stooge to the dirt sheets. Like some of these marks. (laughs) I was like, Hey, calm down now. Uh, yeah, you got to give that personality a platform. It's great. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't make the effort to reach out. I could have just yeah. blindly put it out there. Well, we we appreciate, do. yeah, and we appreciate Most, that. That's why I, I, you're my Howard Cassell, like, because you vet information. You have multiple sources. Like, you don't just say shit. That uh, shit just people just saying things and believing it a fact and like based on nothing. Oh, drives me bananas. It does. It drives me bananas. Well, get Adam Share and his whack ass Crocs on my show, man. Does he still wear those, or did he give those all the up? time? Yeah, he. Well, you know, he still wears them, but he. I mean, I. He kind of got off Crocs. I think he got off Crocs. Yeah, for some reason. He said oh, those are his party shoes. That's what he told. Me. A, I'll tell you what. He's got a weird looking ball sack keychain on his fanny pack. A ball sack keychain. Nope. Should I have said that? Yeah. Why is it a ball sack keychain? <laughs> That's going to be the only clickbait that comes out of this. It's going to be Adam Shearer has a ball sack. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message him and I'll be like, I have heard from sources that you have a ball sack keychain. Would you mind confirming or denying? And then he'll definitely do an interview with me. <laughs> he probably would at that point just to talk about that keychain. Uh, but we appreciate this platform. We really do. We love Fightful, and uh, we're going to keep on doing this. Oh, wait. Didn't Adam ask you a question to ask me? Because he had some fan questions. That he were not didn't. Easy. He, to- he told me he did. He's like, you're doing Sean Ross? I asked him, uh, yeah, tell EC3, hey, where's my tooth or something like that. Yeah, he was just talking about that today. He hasn't said anything. He said he replied to it on Twitter. Okay, you know what? I'm going to look right now. I'm going to look right now. Maybe he's in a dead zone. It's just an oh, he did with like <laughs> he did, but it was like minutes after this. He said, "Where's my tooth? Is that son of a bitch knocked out?" <laughs> Perfectly enunciated. Well, his tooth is being formatted to be on a necklace for me, and it's going to be a badge of honor because in Free the Narrative Two, I kill the monster. That's amazing. So you're going to have a tooth necklace. He's going to have a ball sack keychain. And mm-hmm. then you all are going to sell all this stuff on a free the narrative merch site. You just mm-hmm. you just get the propaganda out there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to mass produce Adam's teeth. 
<laughs> I hope Dan Housen doesn't mind. Hashtag Titan Tooth. <laughs> what, what do you think of Dan Housen? I love him. Love him. And I found a great thing for him in this. Yeah. I'm pointing to the thing you can't see, which is free the narrative too. He's yeah. like another one of those guys, no disrespect to anybody else I interview, but like anytime I get an opportunity to interview like you, Thunder Rosa, Dan Housen, it's like there's always going to be content there for categorically different reasons. Dan Housen, you don't have to talk about wrestling to for any reason. You've always got a project going on. Rosa's always got a project going on. There's always something. So I'll interview you all like five, six times a year. Yeah, I'll put him to put him over in Ring of Honor, like I was familiar with what he's doing and what he's di- you know, what makes him different and how he approaches the business. And then we were filming Ring of Honor. We're both in the airport together. He's sitting there alone. And I'm like, I'm going to go engage Dan House and see if I truly like him because I think I do. Yeah. We talked for like an hour and I was just kind of picking his brain about what makes him tick and stuff like that. And like he gets it and he's really one of those special people that he understands the broader aspect of what we do. And he's not so concerned with the superficial and then when i'm doing a show with ring of honor and i look out in the audience there's dozens of people with dan house and full makeup on yeah. so obviously what he's doing is working so mm-hmm. kudos to him uh i do think gentleman jervis is a little jealous yeah. of dan Housen. i think yeah. there's a little yes. animosity and i think we have gentleman jervis and free the narrative too I, so i hit him why up is, i hit yeah. him up gentleman jervis and i was like you ever thought about doing free the narrative? And he's like, funny you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> and and you want to talk about some like uh, a character stunned. that doesn't fit and what that will ha- like, how that contrast will work too. It's a great story in Jervis. And a whole lot of motivation that people have no idea about that they that <laughs> on the surface either they don't know about, they can't know about. There's so much to Gentleman Jervis as well, uh, and I think this shows uh, the evolution of free the narrative as well. So, mm-hmm. guys, check it out, freethenarrative.com. I wish you guys ever had something to talk about. <laughs> Thank you. This is a nice release from the huge amount of stress we're under. So well, if there's anything show. that everybody likes, it's a nice release. Mm-hmm. Until next time, guys, freethenarrative.com. Thank you. We fucking kill it. Recording stopped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>